This is it. This is the Business Greenhouse podcast. If you're a business owner looking to grow a company that thrives, then you're in the right place. I'm Emmy Faust, and you can get more details about this episode and full show notes at my website, emmyfaust.com. Today on the Business Greenhouse, I have um, a friend of mine and someone I have known for a while through networking called Sarah Basandri, and she's a content writer for successful podcasters and small businesses. And she's going to share some amazing tips with us today about how to plan content ahead and blog regularly, which is something that I know is a struggle for some of us. So first of all, Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the Business Greenhouse. And would you like to just do a quick introduction and tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. So thank you for having me, Amy. I'm really excited about this. Um, So as you said, yes, I'm a content writer for uh, small businesses and podcasters. I focus mainly on regular blogging. Um, So I do a little bit of um, website copywriting, but I tend not to call myself a copywriter and call myself a content writer because I focus mainly on the blogging side of things. So on creating long form, optimized Uh, content that people can share on their blog. So yeah, it's really for clients who uh, want to use content marketing to increase their visibility, to increase their profile, and to drive more traffic to their website. So if that's a strategy that someone really believes in and wants to focus on, that's, that's perfect for me. Yeah, and it does work because I actually just got a new client um, the other day from someone that Googled West London Marketing Consultant or something like that, and I came up. So it does work. And as you said, you know, when your businesses, um, you know, if you can get one or two new clients, that could be, um, you know, really sizable income. Of course. Um, can we, should we just jump straight into these five steps that you have? Because I, I think it's be great for you to kind of talk to us about how we can plan content ahead. Um, because I think for a lot of people, we don't necessarily we're not that organized to plan it, or maybe we don't know how to. And also, how do you get into the habit of blogging regularly? I'd love to understand from you, because obviously you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, sure. So this is a problem that I, I feel, I people mention it all the time. Like They say, oh, I'd like to be blogging. I'd like to write a blog post every week, but I just don't have the time. And then when you kind of dig into the problem itself, then people tell me, oh yeah, it takes me about eight hours to write a blog post. And I'm like, oh my God, that, that is too much because obviously we don't we don't tend to have that time. We don't have a whole day in our week that's completely free that we can dedicate to blogging. Most of us don't have that luxury, right? Um, so for me, um, and I find myself in that situation as well because having different clients, I have multiple blog posts that I have to create on a weekly basis. And I thought, okay, how do I break down the process and manage to spend less time on each blog post because I can't dedicate eight hours to each individual blog post. So I came up with the process and I've been testing it out myself first, but then kind of started teaching it in one-to-ones and workshops, got feedback, kind of amended it and tweaked it as I went along. And it seems to be working for, for most people. And I find it works for people who don't necessarily write, like writing that much. They don't find the, the process very um, engaging. So they have probably insecurities about writing. They don't see themselves as writers. Uh, but obviously, they have a lot to say about the business. So the, the process is effectively five steps, which is planning, outlining, 
drafting, editing, and then polishing and publishing. So shall I go through the planning first? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, so for me, um, for me, planning is all about knowing what you're going to write. So if you sit in front of your computer on a fr Friday afternoon and go, okay, I'm, today I'm going to blog, and you have no idea about what you're going to write about, of course, it's going to take ages. Um, so what I do, I dedicate like 20 minutes, half an hour at the end of each month. Um, and I tend to go through all the ideas I had over the month and try and work out what I'm going to write about for the next month. So say, for example, you want to blog twice a month or four times a month, you basically sit down at the end of the month and say, okay, what two topics or four topics am I going to pick for this month, for the next month? And I would say, pick topics that are relevant to what you're selling in your business. So if there's anything that you're promoting or um, yeah, you're selling in the next month, that is what should have priority another thing that obviously works in order to do this you kind of also have to have a repository of ideas somewhere uh, yeah, so I was gonna ask, yeah. Is, is that when you talk about your bucket of ideas yes I call it my ideas bucket it could be yeah. anything really it could be a um a spreadsheet it could be a notebook um an app on your phone so I use Trello a lot these days I used to use Evernote a lot um but anything that works for you really um where you just you know as you go about the month or uh, you know you have a call with a client they ask you a question or you get an email um from a client all these questions that you get uh from you know during, during discovery calls for example these are golden questions that we should be recording all of us should be yeah. writing down and then with a view of then writing content about it it doesn't always necessarily have to be a blog post sometimes it's an faq on your website sometimes it's a quick post on social media but record those questions because it's almost like you're serving at scale if a customer if a potential client is asking you the question more people will have the same question right that's really good advice yeah so yeah go through your ideas bucket at the end of the month and then decide what you're going to blog about the following month does it make sense yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, I, I like that idea because I think the problem that a lot of people have, and including me, and I did, I did exactly what you're suggesting now. After I read one of your posts saying get this ideas bucket, and I just kept my notebook, and every time any idea came into my head, I just wrote it down, and then when I want to write a blog, I just go and look at all the ideas. But I think if you don't do something like that, you get to your planning. You know, you're planning at the end of the month, and you're like, what am I going to write about? And you're actually you can't you can't think of the content to write That's even right. though throughout the month lots of ideas have come up yeah I totally agree which is why I do this and, and recommend people do this so yeah that's that's fantastic so is that the planning stage done that's that's the planning stage in a nutshell I mean there's there could be we could talk a lot more about it but we only have a few you know 20 minutes so outlining is the next step I tend to do this at the beginning of the month so if you picked you know whatever topic you pick your two topics or your four topics have like an hour or so that you set aside at the beginning of the month if you can where you just sit down and work out what you're going to write about in that blog post. So you could pick a title um, and essentially just, just jot down the main points that you think you're going to cover um, in that blog post. So it doesn't have to be full sentences. It, doesn't, it, it can be just bullet points, just really jotting down ideas. Um, you, know, you probably don't even need an hour if you're just doing it for, 
for a couple of blog posts. But it's a really quick, um, you know, just deciding what am I going to write? What points am I going to make in this blog post? And sometimes you might find, actually, this was a great idea I had two months ago, but now I'm not really feeling this topic anymore or it's no longer relevant. And all I have to say is just one little thing. So you might want to kind of discard it and go, okay, this, this might be a social media post or I might stick this in my newsletter, but it's not really enough for a blog post. And it gives you an idea earlier on as to whether you need to regroup, go back, go back to your ideas bucket and pick another idea out where you have more to say. It saves you time later on from having to, you know, in the middle of writing and you just go, uh, this doesn't work anymore. So it saves you rework later if you're doing that. That's a really good idea. So is this kind of almost like a brain dump where you've got your topic and you're just kind of like chucking loads of stuff down on a piece of paper or onto your exactly. computer exactly. and then you're going to flesh it out later? Yes, precisely that. And I, I always encourage people to kind of do this and then just leave it, um, leave the blog posts, you know, let some time pass bef- between you do this and when you actually do the writing. Because what I do find, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but when I'm out with the kids um, or when I'm driving, when I'm at, you know, my son's football matches, swimming lessons or whatever, I have, I, because I know I'm writing this blog post this month and I've kind of outlined the points, I come up with ideas for it, like real sentences and points I want to write down and I quickly make notes in my phone um, as you know for the actual sentences or points I want to make so by the time I go back to that outline and actually pull it out of my Trello and and put it in my WordPress back end it's kind of I might have like 700 words already written it's just notes but it's just you know um, you come up with ideas as you go so the minute that you kind of decide yes I'm going to blog about this you tend to have better ideas about it so I always advise to let some time pass between you do this and when you start writing that's a really good idea and I think you're right because sometimes you can be at your most creative or come up with really good ideas or thoughts about things when you're either you know out having a walk or you're driving the kids to school or you're just doing something I don't know totally unrelated. yes yeah and uh, yeah as busy mums it happens all the time yeah exactly so that's outlining um and at this point do you are you thinking about anything like I don't know what people might be searching for or or, um SEO or anything like that or you just literally writing what comes into your head and 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 are you is, is is there any more to that process or is it still the kind of the brain dump and then adding to it and then it, it, have we got to the book we haven't quite got to the finished product there yet have we in the oh, outlining no. stage yeah no. not at all but yeah okay. I do I do recommend that if you have the time and if you know how to do it I do recommend that you do some sort of um, SEO research at this stage at the point where you decide the title because that you know when you do the research you kind of decide on the angle you might want to then take in the blog post and it, it you know, it determines whether you're going to go down the route. So, for example, you could be a, a how-to blog post on, you know, why, uh, you know, I don't know, five steps to increase your success with content marketing. It's very different from like a, a thought leadership um, essay, let's say, on on why content marketing works, for example. So, pick your if you can pick your keyword now do some research and pick your long long tail keyword now and then um, decide the title if you can not everyone can do this type of research but I would say 
do you pick the title now because it determines the angle you're going to take in the post and therefore the points that you're going to make in your outline. Perfect. But if you're not switch, if you're not, I, I suppose if you don't understand SEO at this point, exactly. then you you can still just write great content that's answering people's questions, can't you? Correct. Or... Yes. Just based on what you have been asked in real life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then we go into the in drafting mode. So let's say if you do uh, if you do outline towards the beginning of the month, let's sort of a week pass and then or a couple of days and then just sit down and draft all your blog posts at once. So this really works because it's based on the idea of batching content. So instead of working on you know, every single blog post and then going through it one by one and finishing it all. You just go through the two, the three, the four, however many you've decided to create. You just break down the process into steps. And when you draft, you draft the four of them, if it makes sense, or if it's too much, only two of them, depending on how much time you have. Um, but drafting is really where you just look at the outline and you you just fill it in in a way so if you if you made some bullet points notes you just go okay these are going to be my paragraphs so you turn some of the bullet points into subheadings and then kind of turn those bullet points into short sentences to make make up the paragraphs so by the end of the drafting process again it, it's you, you're not you're writing but you're not editing yourself you're just throwing stuff on the page as it comes um, without censoring yourself too much and you just with the aim of creating something that's like I don't know five points seven points however many main points with a couple of sentences under each um, that you don't really care how it comes out at this stage because the magic kind of happens when you edit. So it doesn't need to be great writing. It's just a brain dump for, for you to have, you know, ideas to flow. It needs to flow logically. So just let it flow without too much pressure. If it makes yeah. sense. And that's really the key. The key in the drafting stage for me is not to try and, you know, if you see underline red, just ignore it, just carry on. Um, it's, Later on, you come back and you, you edit it. Mm, and presumably, um, you know, at some point, for some people, they might get to the drafting stage and then they could hand that over to someone else to do. Exactly. And, and that's what's, yeah, some of my clients do that where I don't have knowledge about the topic because it's a specialised topic. I would get like a, I call it a brain dump, but it's it's really just the, the draft. And then I organize that into a blog post. There's still a lot of work to do from brain dump to finished blog post. You know, it's where you basically get your ideas down. Um, and I think it takes away for a lot of people who don't like writing and don't see themselves as writers. This is great because you are the business owner. You are the expert. You know your stuff. You know what you're talking about. It's just that you're not confident in writing. That's that's a different story. But you can um, offload your thoughts and your ideas and your knowledge and then always hand it over to someone else to turn it into blog posts. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. Is the drafting, once you've got to the drafting, you're, what, 60% yeah. of the way there, are you? Uh, yeah, pretty much, because you've got the content down. Yeah, if you're then editing yourself, um, so I personally do at least three rounds of editing. Mind you, I always obviously write, well, I mainly write for clients, so it has to be perfect. But if you're doing your own editing, you probably don't need to go through it three times or more. Um, but I split it into three. So my first 
uh, round of editing, which takes the longest. It's, I call it the structural editing, um, where you just basically check that everything makes sense. So have you made the point? So have I got five, seven, ten main points that I want to make? And under each, have I used the right paragraphs, the right words, the right sentences to make that point? Or, you know, have I just made assumptions in my head? Does it make sense to my client? Does it make sense to my audience? Are these the kind of questions they want answering? Or am I assuming stuff without telling them? The whole story. Um, so yeah, I I personally spend probably at least an hour per blog post on this round of editing. So this is for me where the biggest chunk of time goes. Time goes, yeah, yeah. Um, the second edit, round of editing is the line editing, and it's probably maybe twenty minutes, half an hour, where I go through you know grammar, spelling. Um, the use of vocabulary. So have I used the same word three times in two sentences? You know, is there a repetition? Can I use a better word? Can I use a synonym for that? Is this the right word to be using in this context? Do I need to explain this word? Because my, I know what it means, but my audience might not know what it means. Um, so that kind of thing. And then the last round, it's almost like proofreading, where you just, again, you check for grammar, spelling, and all this little things but I would say that's almost like rereading it for the last time um, I don't not normally change that much in that round because it's almost like cosmetic small yeah. tiny cosmetic changes so you say that obviously you're working a lot on WordPress sites so you put that content straight into WordPress and you do the editing in WordPress yes. um, and some people who don't have WordPress will obviously be doing it in their platform or they'll be doing it in Word or on their Google Docs or whatever but what do you have any programs or anything to help people with editing and, and spelling and stuff is that is that automatic in WordPress or do you have to install something like Grammarly or how do you work it do you, do you have any how, how do you know if you've made spelling and grammar mistakes so I've installed Grammarly um not the paid version but just the add-on the, the plug-in the free one. It's, yeah. yeah um and it's great um I don't I don't necessarily have to I never felt the need to upgrade to the um faithful version so I can't really tell you what the difference might be but Grammarly is great I mean it works for emails it works for um for your blog posts within WordPress but also in Word uh, or Google Docs so wherever you're working um you can you can get that to um to help you out I find it it's it's a great tool I know there are others like Hemingway other tools that people mention all the time but Grammarly is the one I use personally yeah, I've used Hemingway before and it is good. But like you said, Grammarly is kind of just easy, isn't it? And yes, it's there and it's free. And obviously everyone, it's great if you've got um, something that doesn't cost anything and does actually still give you a really good result. So is, is that editing's done and we're on to publishing? That's the, that's the exciting bit. <laughs> that's editing. So yeah, and uh, so I call the last, the last step, I call it polish and publish because... Oh, and polish and publish. Polish okay. and publish. And it's a step. Um, the polishing bit is something that a lot of people miss. And I know you got involved in my LinkedIn post last week about the uh, length of blog posts and, and, and what, what they look like. Uh, but a lot of people tend to skip this, this step. And um, it's about you know, what your blog posts look like is important. We, we feel that it isn't, but it, it's important. You know, it's not just the content, it's also how it's formatted and it, what it looks like, because that encourages people to either read it or not. Um, and, you know, as much as we want to think that people will read every single word that we write, 
no one does, especially, you know, on screens, on, you know, we're on the phone, we're on the move all the time. I just keep scrolling and we want to scan stuff. We want to skim through things. So um, it's important that blog posts are formatted for that. So you need to have clear subheadings. You need to have um, bullet points wherever you can. You need to have uh, white space on the page. So lots of, you know, no one wants to see big chunks of text where you like, there's no break, there's no space. It just puts you off from reading. You just see, oh my God, this is a long, long piece of content that, I, you know, I don't, I don't have the time to read it right now. Whereas if it's, if we make it easy for the reader, they're more likely to just scan through it and pick up the points that we want them to take away. So another good thing to do is to bold some of the text. Um, not all of it, of course, but just, just some keywords or some you know key sentences. If you want the reader to take anything away from the whole blog post, what is that message? And so put it in bold. But also add images, add enough images. I see a lot of people add one photo and move away or actually have zero photos. So my rule is normally roughly for every five, 600 words of text, have an image. Um, and obviously to make it better for SEO, if you understand SEO, make sure you are optimizing your images as well and adding internal links as well. Again, another step that people miss. If you have written content before, if you are regularly writing content, there will be other blog posts that you've written that are relevant to that topic. So make sure yeah. you add them in, add the link within that blog post. If they're relevant, if obviously, you know, completely relevant link, don't, don't bother. Um, but if it's relevant, it adds to the experience. Obviously it adds, it's useful for the, for the reader. But it's also great for SEO without going into the details of why, but it's great. Uh, it's great to do. Yeah. And I mean, you did some work for me and I remember reading, you know, re rereading those blog posts back. And I liked the way that you had spread it out. So it wasn't just one massive long chunk of content. But like you said, you've got the subtitles, you're bolding some important things, you're adding images. And I think especially actually on a phone as well, when you're sometimes that's, because it's a smaller screen, then you just can be reading a huge amount of text in a long row, can't you? If, yes. if you're not doing those things that you said. So I think that's a really good tip. So I, I, that's the polish, is it? That's polish. And then you're ready. Oh, one last step is to add a call to action at the end. Um, so at the end of the blog post, do you tell people what you want them to do next? It doesn't always have to be buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. It could be just, you know, if you're interested in this, head over to this other blog post of mine or, you know, check out my services or get in touch with me for my free discovery call, whatever it might be. And it can be different every time. But do tell people one thing that you want them to do at the end of that blog post. I had, um, I was editing someone's work and they ended that blog post saying, and this is all I have to say about this topic. Um, and it made me smile because I thought, no, this is not how we should end it because we should encourage people to take the next step with us. That's um, a really good point. I think sometimes you can be so happy that you've got to the end of writing yes. your content. And I'm thinking about some of my blog posts. I haven't actually signposted what I want people to do next and you know you've done all that work so might as well get them to to do what you want them to do exactly and then you press publish at the end, at the end of it all then you can press publish happy days so um that is quite I mean that's an amazing five-step plan it, it I think some people might feel that that's quite a big project or quite overwhelming but you know you could just do one blog post 
a month, couldn't you? Or you could do two blog posts. And I know you write long form blog posts because obviously that's good for SEO. But when people are starting out, they don't need to be writing massively long pieces of content or blog posts. They can just start with shorter ones, can't they? Yes. I mean, focus on answering the questions that your clients really ask you and you can't, you can't really get, you know, go wrong with that. Mm. That's amazing. I would love to talk to you about content and blogging for hours because actually when you sent me um, some topics that we could discuss, there was absolutely loads of topics on there that I wanted to talk about. But we have only got, um, unfortunately, half an hour. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing this amazing insight with me and the Business Greenhouse listeners and for coming for coming on. So thank you. Thank you for having me, Amy. Thank you very much. It's been great. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Greenhouse podcast. You can get all the show notes from my website, which is emmyfaust.com. Do please leave me a review on iTunes if you enjoyed it. And I always love to hear from you. So you can tweet me at emmyfaust and let me know your thoughts on this episode or anything you'd particularly like to hear about in future episodes. Looking forward to catching up again next week.